name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Three in One who comes and builds us into His church. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I ask you the question before service. How Lutheran are you, really? And maybe some of you had like different responses to that. Maybe some of you are here and you don't consider yourself to be a Lutheran at all. And so you're like, not very, thank you very much. And yet some of you, um, you've been born Lutheran. Which, by the way, nobody's born Lutheran. You're baptized Lutheran. <laughs> Actually, you're baptized Christian, then you're confirmed Lutheran. Something like that. Anyway, some of you, you're sort of cradle-to-the-grave Lutherans. Um, At least you haven't hit the grave yet, anyway. But, well, I'm pretty Lutheran. And yet, I bet if I asked you some of those questions, if some of you have been confirmed, and you remember that horrible tradition that we go through, where we haul you up in front of a bunch of people, and we ask you questions from the small catechism, if I dragged you up here one by one and made you answer questions from the small catechism, you would probably fail! In fact, uh, that's what happens when we question people that are confirmed here, um, because all of the confirmants get to send questions that they don't like to the people that are there to heckle them. (laughs) It's a fun kind of twist. And usually, you cradle-to-grave Lutherans show that, oh, maybe you're not such good Lutherans after all. Pardon me. So, when we come up to that sort of question of how Lutheran are you, or are you a good Lutheran, it's really kind of a question that none of us really answer probably too confidently. Yeah, I'm a pretty good Lutheran. And part of that is just our heritage. We, we don't like bringing attention to ourselves. We're kind of a humble church body. Um, at, at least that's what Garrison Keeler tells us. Um, that we don't try to bring attention to ourselves and to our own piety and all of that good stuff. And so, no matter what we do, we always say, well, you know, there's probably somebody who's better than me. And is for most of you. Uh, not all. But maybe you're asking the question, why does that even matter? Why does it matter that we're Lutheran? I mean, why do we have this celebration of Lutheran Pride Week, or whatever it is, um, where later on this week we are going to go and uh, hand the Roman Catholics a copy of the 95 Theses, just so that they can see it again. Um, It's been almost 500 years, but just put it in front of them one more time. Um, Why do we do all of that? Well, the reason that we do all of that is... To remind you that what we're talking about here in this church is actually important enough to die over. It was important enough for those early reformers to stake their life on it. And it was important enough for you, at least mentally, to stake your life on it if you've been confirmed in a Lutheran church. Because that's part of your vow. That you will not give up the gospel 
And if you have to die because of that, then you will. But some of us, well, we're not very good Lutherans. Because we go, ah, oh, Martin Luther guy, what does he know? And so we go, well, you know what, I'm better off kind of doing this theology thing myself. So, what I'm going to do is I am going to decide that I know how God works. And I'm going to do that completely free of a church, because church is annoying when you're trying to put together theology for yourself. Because that means that you have to deal with somebody else's theology. So, if I want to be Wintersian in my theology, and I come to a Lutheran church... I'm going to be challenged sometimes. And sometimes that challenge is going to be pretty appropriate. Because some of you probably at this very moment could not answer how many books there are in the Bible. Some of you in this room probably could not answer the question of how many Gospels does the feeding of the 5,000 show up in. And if you can't answer those questions, then probably that means you're not quite qualified to put together your own denomination, even if you're the only person in it. And so we come together as a community with a historic understanding of what it means to believe in Jesus Christ with some parameters around it. And we can say, okay, that's something that we've all agreed on. It's not just me. It's actually something that we believe as a church, as a community, together. I'm not just spitballing this stuff together by myself. But this is actually something that has been around for a while. And I feel like I can trust it. And part of the reason that you can probably feel like you can trust what the Lutherans have to say is that, well, we're the Bible people. You're welcome. We were the people that said, hey, you know what? Everybody should be able to read this in a language other than Latin. And so... We said, there's this guy named Gutenberg. He's got this printing press thing. It was like the internet of its day. Why don't we put the Bible on that? And the reason that we did it is because we thought, well, everything has to be checked against Scripture. If you're coming up with phony baloney theology, you're going to see that if you look at the Bible. Because either the Bible is going to contradict you, or the Bible is going to tell you, uh, that's crap. And so, that's why we stand on this scripture thing. And today we're actually beginning a process of looking at a particular part of scripture. A particular section of scripture that we're going to use for this whole next year as the lens through which we understand what God is doing in our church. It's called built. Now some of you remember last year we did the same thing with the transformed by the cross.
cross-focus. And through that, you were able to come up, most of you, with three different goals. One was personal. One, one was personal with your relationship with God. One was relational with your relationship with somebody else in the body of Christ. And one was missional for you to be praying and thinking about witnessing to somebody who was outside of God's grace at this very moment. And through that, we had 50 people that signed pledge cards that said, I'm going to do that. And out of those 50 pledge cards, I talked to most of you. Some of you ignored my phone calls. That's okay. You're forgiven. But of those 50, most everyone was able to come to a deeper personal relationship with God through adopting an attitude or by doing something or by learning something new. Out of that number, you also had about 12 different people in this congregation that said, I didn't know this person before the transformed by the cross focus. I've gone to church with this person for years, but I never really knew them, and I got to know them this year. Some of the rest of you were praying actively for people that didn't know Christ to come to know him. And throughout the course of this past year, at least documented that we know about, we know at least eight people that are now going to church that weren't at this time last year. That's all pretty good. And so we're going to take what God has transformed in us, and we're going to see how he's building us as a church with those things. And so we're going to be looking at 1 Peter chapter 2, especially verse 5. And in that section of scripture, we're going to be seeing that there are these things that pop up. You've already heard of them in the liturgy. There's a spiritual house, there's a holy priesthood, and there's spiritual sacrifices. And we're going to be talking about those things a lot, so get used to it. The nice thing is, they're all very Lutheran. Yeah, well, the whole Bible is, really. Um, not because we wrote it, we just translated it, you know, all of that. Um, uh, but, they're all very Lutheran. Here's why. Okay, so you have in there, uh, if you look at the text, it begins and it ends with Jesus. That's our thing. Christ alone, that's one of those solas, solas, uh, solas Christus. What you also have in there is something about the passive reception of grace, which is one of the key components to the theology of the cross. And if you look that term up, you can find out a lot about it on Wikipedia. We don't have time to go through it right now. But I'll tell you this, it's very Lutheran. In there you also have a mention of a spiritual priesthood. One of the things that us Lutherans did was we said, there is a priesthood of all believers... That there might be a guy up here wearing an alb and wearing a stole, but that we're all priests together of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then we talk about good works. That was something that we had to clear up. Again, you're welcome. We had to clear up. Okay, what does it mean to do good works? Do we have to do good works? Well, if we don't have to do good works, then why the heck do we do good works? And so we're going to be looking at that as well. And that's where we're going to be headed this year, and especially for the next five weeks, about well, four weeks this is, 
And so we're going to be digging down deep into those things and examining where God is building us as a church together. Transformed by the cross, our focus from last year was all about you. Built, our focus for this year is about us as a community. Now there are individuals in that. But when Jesus Christ was dying upon that cross for your sins, what he was doing at the same time that he was treating your sins individually was that he was uniting us together as a church and building us together as a church, making us living stones together. And that's what it means for us to be church. That we're not doing this on our own. That we don't have to do this on our own. That was the problem with works. If you're saved by works, then you have to do all of that stuff by yourself. But you're not saved by works. You're not in this alone. You're in this with a community of people who believe in that cornerstone. The Son of God who came to this earth paid the price for your sins and built us together as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood and to offer spiritual sacrifices that are pleasing to God because of Him. It'll be exciting, and it'll be very Lutheran. Amen.